Happy Halloween, everybody. <laughs> How are you doing, <laughs> King Richard? King Richard. King Richard loves Halloween, and welcome, everybody, to our Halloween episode. You know, I just got to thinking about it. This is episode 31, and Halloween is on October 31st. That is interesting. That quite a, quite a coincidence, huh? Quite a coincidence. So uh, I see you're, uh, I guess, uh, uh, some sort of creepy, like Frankenstein kind of doctor in your in your laboratory with the uh, the lightning going off. And that's right. Yes, you know, I've I've gone uh, dark professor here, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And uh, we have uh, my friend Poe has uh, decided to join. Ah, us. there he is. Hello, Poe. Poe is a little raven here, and he's uh, very happy to be on the show for the first time. Poe is. Very uh, anxious today because we're going to talk about some scary things in old CAD systems, you know, yep. creaky old CAD systems. You know, we're going to talk about that, but we're also bringing in some folks from the world of Onshape where it's not as scary. It's much easier to, to get your job done. So we have a panel of really scary good guests joining us here today. Yes, we do. And if our listeners will remember, we came out with a little Halloween challenge some time ago. Uh, and we asked our OnShape users to create some spooky models or a spooky feature script or even some spooky assemblies. And we had a couple yes. of folks that uh, like that. Exactly. Or like this. Or like that. Okay. Or, or even, and uh, let me get that ready while I'm still talking here. Uh, because I took a shot at it myself. Now, I'll have to admit that I am certainly not the best Onshape user in the world. Uh, I'm getting there. And uh, I certainly hope that, uh, that uh, people won't, uh, won't laugh at this too much. But let me go ahead and uh, figure out how to do this. My goodness, Richard, you're blowing it here. <laughs> let, me, uh, let me share my screen real quick. And there we go. Let's see if that works. So this is my entry into the uh, Halloween channel or challenge. Um, oh, that's pretty creepy. Yep. This is my bowl of eyeballs. Uh, I do have some great plans for this eventually. Um, you can see that uh, I've done the modeling and I threw an assembly together real quick. But I do have some big plans for this. Uh, and one of those involves certainly rendering this uh, at some point. And it was really nice because uh, Nacho gave me a really interesting way to help when I'm preparing a rendering. Uh, now, given that this isn't any kind of a production model or anything, and it's just for fun, uh, he showed me a couple of tricks that'll make it a lot easier. So one of the things that certainly I'll have to render is going to be these, uh, these veins. And what Nacho showed me was actually to create a kind of a dummy part here. And then we Boolean together the uh the item that was um that was circular patterned around so that way when i go into the render all i have to do is select one object and i can apply my appearance and then i can move on to the next he did the same thing for me here you can see just that little piece of uh i'll call it construction geometry uh that pulled together all of those so uh, wow. i learned quite a few things i learned projected curve uh using this um so it was a lot of fun to do and uh I certainly hope that uh, by next Halloween, I'll have a nice rendering of it and figure out some way to make these eyeballs shimmy. That's awesome. I can't wait so, to see it. 
that was my uh, that's my uh, my try at the challenge. Uh, hopefully, well, hopefully people appreciate the at least the effort I put into it. <laughs> yeah, Poe does. Poe likes it a lot, and uh, Poe says you have a great eye for detail. Ah, excellent. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I also just uh, real quick, like to talk about Halloween for a minute, because I just, I love this holiday and, and particularly, I think when my kids were younger, um, you know, as a family, we really got into Halloween. Uh, and I will, uh, let me just show you one more thing here, uh, to try and, <sighs> I had this all prepared and ready to go. There we go. And there we go. So this is a picture from uh, Halloween 2004. These are my two children. Uh, at the time, they were four years old and 10 years old. Uh, typically, the time where they dress up as things like Transformers or, you know, something something cute and friendly. But no, my boys, they really liked the macabre. And I think that probably came from their mother. Uh, <laughs> because what you can't see in this picture here is her behind me on the lawn laying out the fake body parts and the uh, tombstones, uh, the cobwebbing all over the tree, and then the fog machine that's set to go off uh, as soon as people start coming trick-or-treating. So uh, we really put a lot of effort into Halloween. My boys really appreciated it. The youngest boy insisted every year that he wanted a scary mask. But you know what? By about the third house, he was ready to get out of that thing, and he was just panting and wheezing, and, um, you know, the mask came off for the rest of the time. So... Uh, we always had a great time at Halloween. Um, I still love the holiday. Haven't done a lot, you know, as far as getting dressed up until today. Uh, I feel really festive today as King Richard, and uh, I'm just glad to be here. So those are my, my Halloween thoughts. Awesome. Awesome. Well, you know what we should do? Let's let's bring in some of our scary uh, CAD users. We have hey, let's, I'll tell them. you what. Let's bring them all in. Yeah, let's do it. Oh, well. so, let's bring back our uh, our friend... Quarter, are you, what what position it. are you today, Brian? Uh, I'll be quarterback. You'll be quarterbacking? Okay. Uh, no. Omaha, Omaha. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, we also have uh, our friend. Well, who is this person? I, I, I recognize Michael Pasco's name. but, yeah, but uh, The face doesn't look familiar, does it? Get the best I've been growing this beard out for weeks now. You guys don't recognize me. Uh, well, it's, it's um, yeah, this is part of my costume. So it took a while to grow, but I think it's paying off. So you can uh, hide microphones under it too. See, <laughs> that's, that's the beard mic. That's great. But uh, just so you know, it's me. Here you go. Ah, there, there we go. go. Hey. Welcome. So Brian, you're, you're from what company? Tell us again. Mesco Fabrication. Okay. And Michael? Uh, Cad Sharp. Cad Sharp. And then we also have one more guest, uh, new new to the show, Seth Pickett. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Yep. Absolutely. Welcome, everybody. Welcome, everybody. It's so it's so awesome to see everybody here in, in, a, in a festive mood. Let me get the layout here better. That's better. <laughs> um, so everybody took the opportunity, right, Richard, to... Uh, to create some Halloween fun. Yep. Uh, it would be awesome to share some of this stuff and also talk about some scary CAD stuff peppered in uh, to the conversation here. This is going to be a very free, free flowing show today. Yes, it will. 
Yeah, we we do have free flowing shows, but this one's going to be very free flowing. <laughs> and I can see that uh, that Seth has his model queued up already. So why don't we go to Seth first? Uh, in fact, this was you know the the, uh, the forum post that mentioned the challenge. I think this was the first uh, first response that came back. And Seth was wondering if uh, models created a long time ago counted. And we said absolutely. And and especially when I took a little uh, a look at this model, so. Seth, why don't you tell us what this is and tell us the story behind it? Sure. So uh, this is the uh, this is a mask to look like a character from a video game called Hollow Knight. It's a video game that my uh, well now four year old son uh, enjoyed watching me play from time to time, and uh, he hadn't really had a plan for Halloween. And neither had I. And then <laughs> the day before trick or treating, I thought, well, if if uh, I do this just right, I could uh, print off a mask for him uh, just in time. So I whipped up this model. Uh, you can see that I I used some last minute uh, move faces to get things right, and <laughs> it's not it's Haven't not a clean <laughs> not a clean model. But it it did the trick. Uh, we were able to get it printed off. I've got the the real deal mask here with me. Oh, oh, there you go. Oh yeah, let's oh. yeah, let me uh, hide the screen here for a second so everybody can see. You know, yeah, so uh, the, you in a spotlight. Here. What did what, what did you print that on, Seth? Uh, it was done on a Snapmaker. My, uh, me and a friend both have a Snapmaker, and actually he he had his set up for printing, so he did it for me. But. Nice. <laughs> So it took about about ten hours. We had about one shot, and it it came out okay. So we went with it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it looks fantastic. I mean, it, yeah, it looks yeah, production like piece. Yeah, yeah, the yeah the uh, the white that he happened to have turned out really nice with with the uh, looking kind of bone esque, which works yeah. for the for the aesthetics of the game. Um, yeah, and and I don't know if I had completely thought through just how perfect a costume it was for a toddler. Um, but the proportions of a toddler are just right for, for this character. Um, it is, it's just <laughs> like, cause he's got, in, the character has the short little arms and, you know, a big old head. So <laughs> it works out great for a, uh, for a toddler costume. Uh, so. That's awesome. That <laughs> is awesome. That's awesome. Very, very fun. Sweet, sweet. Well, that's awesome. That's that's so 10 hours to make that print, did you say? Yeah, about 10, 10 hours. hours. Not, bad. Not bad, actually. Not bad, really. I mean, if you think about it, you know, if you were to go out and injection mold or thermoform that thing or yeah, whatever, no, that would not have happened in, in, the, in the whatever it was 15 hours of, that I had to do it. Yeah, yeah, it looks really yeah. impressive. Yeah, it does. And, and you, you know, you mentioned that the, uh, your model wasn't the cleanest model, but, we, you know, we're looking at that thinking that, you know, you did that with, with fewer features than, you know, than a lot of folks would have. It's a nice, clean model. Um, I like it. Nothing wrong with a little bit of face. Yep. Use all the tools <laughs> at our disposal. That's face. right. <laughs> I'm looking at it today. I was like, well, that could have just been one little edit, but had to keep moving. <laughs> Got to keep moving. Got to get it. So, so Fantastic. Michael, you. You had some stuff too that uh, that you were able to uh, whip up, and uh, you know it. 
you know, we, we saw a little preview of some stuff on the forums, but I don't know if that's what we're going to be showing here today. Uh, sure. I'll share my screen. Can you hear me okay? I can but, hear you perfect. Great. Michael, and, uh, the viewers here, Michael's running without power right now on a live <laughs> stream here, which is incredible. He, he's figured out how to, how to defy... Uh, <laughs> electricity? <laughs> yeah, just how to, he just bypassed electricity altogether. <laughs> yes. Well, the the Lord allowed me to get it working. Uh, yeah, the power just randomly went out, and uh, so I turned on a hotspot, and uh, I have the video going through my phone to my computer through a filter, then through a web browser. <laughs> So uh, hopefully it all then stays through on. StreamYard and eventually out to YouTube. <laughs> yep, That's quite yep. a journey. Yeah, I'll share my screen. Great. Uh, thank you guys for uh, having us on here. This is this is great. So. And and what does CAD Sharp do, Michael? Just for the viewers. CAD Sharp, uh, we automate um, processes specifically involving Onshape. So let's say you've got. Uh, a part and you need to run a uh, draft analysis on it, but you don't ever want to open on shape. Recently I, I made a custom feature that um, the client never even has to open or touch. So we used API to connect with their uh, marketing software. And so the marketing guy just clicks a button. It automatically goes to the part that he selected and runs that FE or that, uh, draft analysis yeah. feature and then reports back with API to the marketing software and it tells him how much it's going to cost. So things wow. like that. That, yeah. that is scary good. I mean, really, I mean, that is, that solves a lot of problems, but that's an example of what cat sharp is capable of doing. So thanks for sharing. Um, oh, absolutely. Let, let's uh, put your thing up here on the screen. Okay. Well, uh, so this is uh, just just a fun little feature. Um, I call it Spookify. So I took <laughs> this uh, pre-made, or well, I made it, but um, I pre-made it here. So it's a just a model of a pumpkin, jack-o'-lantern. And uh, notice how I I only put edges where I wanted it to look like there were edges, kind of like a real pumpkin. Uh, so there's no there's not a bunch of fillet marks everywhere, and you can look at this without even rendering it, and it looks pretty decent. Um, even this has no seams on it except for like the top and where it meets the pumpkin. But but so that is a pre-made part, and then this ghost is also a pre-made part. And so these <laughs> I then brought into a uh, where is it? I brought it into like a, a sample studio. And then the, the feature script takes that sample studio and it generates it wherever you want. So it, the feature measures your part that you click, actually your whole studio. And then depending on how big your studio is, it will adjust the size of this scene to fit, uh, to fit your model. That's so, clear. yeah, it's pretty neat. Um, it works yeah. great with VR or AR. Um, you probably okay. saw it on the forms. But yeah, I was thinking of rendering first, but AR, VR, I mean, this is this is a great use too. Yeah. Well, while I'm here, I'll go ahead and show it. So let's see. It's free on the forms. So Spookify. 
So it automatically grabs your model and stuff. The only reason I have this checkbox here is to let you know, hey, go turn perspective mode on so this will work a little better. Yeah. So I'll turn perspective on. Now Now it kind of has that more realistic feel. Mm -hmm. And then you tell it to spookify. And it generates all these parts around your model, kind of like it's scaring it. Uh, <laughs> This is very Tim Burton looking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So with the with the AR, it's really cool. Uh, let's see. Where's this Halloween costume um, challenge? I think it's in the What's New post. Uh, the what's last new? Month. No, it's in general. Oh, it's in general? general. Yep. Okay. Here's general. Uh, oh, there's one of them. Here it is. Wait, no. Nope. <laughs> there it is. A lot of forum activity to sit through. So here's here's that see. render. Yeah, yeah, it looks good in rendering, that's for sure. Yep. Nice that's one there. Nice one. And uh and here's this AR. I'll zoom in a little bit. Oops. There we go. Okay, so yeah, in the AR, man, this on shape AR works very well. I'm super pleased with it. But yeah, that's amazing how, yeah, I, I can't wait to try out something like this. I ran out of time today to come up with a little VRAR Halloween thing, but this, this takes the cake right here. I love this. Surprisingly, this little disc I drew in the studio was the same size as my stool. So I didn't even plan for that. I was just like, ah, <laughs> so it, it popped right on there. That's uh, awesome. Yeah. But so that's that's what I had. Um, the render render studio is just it keeps getting better and better. So yeah. that's really nice. But yeah, it's becoming much easier to use the product as the releases come out. You know, they they keep uh, moving forward with it. So it's uh, it's really nice to see a nice rendering like that. Nice texture on that pumpkin. Awesome, awesome. Yep. Thanks for sharing, Michael. Yep, really sure nice. Sure thing. Michael. No problem. Yeah. Um, we should probably, uh, have, uh, Brian show his, uh, stuff off here. Uh, Ooh. Brian, are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. All right. All right now, you actually have that thing in, in the, in the background. Yeah, you know, uh, actually, let me, uh, right put here. you in focus here. Uh, so in the background. See. There we go. I have it displayed, uh, and it's kind of over here. Uh, we needed something for the, the lobby. And uh, one of the guys, actually our laser operator, he's been doing these lanterns, uh, in fact, shadow casting. And, uh, so I've been working with him on some designs and, you know, it just hit me. I saw the post on the forum from Rich. I said, you know what? I could take a lantern and add some Halloween theme to it. Yeah. So that's, uh, kind of what I did here. Um, yeah, I'm gonna put it back, back. up here. There we are. There it is. Uh, so it is aluminum. Uh, we are uh, at Masco. We are a job shop, metal job shop, uh, with 2D cutters, uh, metal blades, full fabrication, and synthetic powder coating uh, capabilities. So um, what I also want to do with this, since on shape, you can, you know, in the document, you can have more than just. Don't shake, 
documents. So I took some photos uh, of it going through uh, different manufacturing processes. Uh, so starting off with uh, the design here, and this is, of course, the assembly with everything, and I'll just switch it over to the parts studio uh, real quick. It's done in sheet metal on shape, uh, but it's, you know, take a different approach. I, I started with a full solid. Nice. Shape. Uh, instead of trying in old CAD, I guess I could say, or in desktop CAD, I used to try to make the shape in sheet metal and then start using cuts and everything. But with the on shape in the parts studio, you can make that shape and then convert it uh, to whatever mm -hmm. you know, thickness you have in the tip. And that's kind of what I did here. And it gives you some nice, you know, nice scenes, the weld and everything, real uh, nice and tight. Um, the other uh, thing is, of course, on the flat pattern. Um, let me turn it to the actual lamp parts. Uh, you don't have to project these images, these sketches. So you don't have to like work in the 3D. If you have a 2D sketch or anything, you can go straight onto the flat pattern. Um, mm. Let's see. Let's call it tree. The house. So you sketch directly in the flat pattern window there in the corner. Exactly. That's what and of course, you probably imported some geometry here, I would imagine. Uh, I, I did some images on some. Some uh, I had the image off to the side and just kind of preformed, mimicking on the sketches. Yeah. But like right here for the, you know, the cat and everything. I was just going to say, I'm really impressed with the cat. That's cool. And the pumpkin face. I'll say I, I had trouble with the tree, so this was a trace. I kind of modified and a little bit with the cat, but the pumpkin, the house, the graveyard, and everything. Um, I kind of just did that uh, by looking. Um, and that's just with regular on shape sketching, you can do this. I, I never would have thought that this could be possible with like yeah, it, it, it takes a while, uh, yeah. and a lot of patience, I would imagine. <laughs> a lot, I, I had some time, this was just like a on the side project I would do at home. And so I'd sketch some arcs or use a spline and just kind of look and just place it and everything. And I mean, you know, working in the industry for a while, kind of know what the tabbing, what I was looking for and kind of know what, uh, you know, spacing I need uh, to make sure it holds because it's in a flat right here, but I have to roll it the shape so if you don't have the correct tabbing and everything uh, it'll pop it won't get it won't roll uh, luckily i have a, a over here a small hand slip roller that i was able to take it so in the folders right here i made a folder called the manufacturing pick so i could kind of just show like this was straight off the laser uh laser cut the flat and then this, of course, is after I rolled it in the slip roller and bent it, and also uh, pressed and pimp stuff. And then we have some of the best TIG welders because I tell you, uh, welding thin aluminum TIG, uh, you'll get a lot of fabricators that I will be like, oh, God. But uh, we have some of the best, and my God, he just took this and was going to town with it. And then, of course, we smoothed the welds out, and then, uh, then I painted it flat black. And then, of course, I did also some renders. Um, 
and the render studio gave me like uh, the ability to look at it like how with the lights how will it see i mean it's pretty close uh what we have because i picked like an amber color type light and we got some amber color leds um on there and you know just to get it and then of course i had some final uh production picks of it and like i say it, it was uh it's pretty close yeah you get it to the actual and i think it's like over here when i got into the dark and try different colors green yeah, you see in the dark, you know, it actually had that orange color, just kind of like the renders, like almost matching. I got it, like, wow. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> that's pretty so, sweet. But, uh, yeah, that's kind of uh, what I had. Uh, and I, I just want to take through the document, take it through the different little processes that we did over here uh, as far as uh, the design, the cutting, you know, making all the files, and, of course, the... Uh, the drawings. Um, I even have a file here called Cut Files. That's where I made the individual DXFs. But you know, manufacturing drawings of uh, you know the BOM uh, where I wanted welding, kind of the general overall size. Uh, even in the drawing, put like, okay, here's the orientation uh, if you want to place it, and then uh, the individual different cut sides and then of course I did make a little template so as I rolled it I put each part to oh, make sure to follow that curve uh, that I wanted and then of course created a in the cut files folder uh, the individual uh, EXF files that we sent to the laser cutter and cut it. This so is a really good uh, demonstration here Brian that showing that the whole process here from Right, going from your design to, to testing the rendering to actually creating it, you're showing us the DXF output of the the flat patterns right there inside of OnShape. A lot of people don't realize that that's a possibility. You can just store the DXF file right, right in the document. You have it there, ready to you know under version control now, so that exactly. way you know when you send it to the laser or whatever, you know, have it. Yeah. yeah, and like I said, that that was one of the things. Uh, not only to uh, make something Halloween themed, but I thought it'd be a great opportunity to show how you can do a whole manufacturing process. All in all in one document. It's just amazing. And I know we, you know, I know all of us here know that uh, about Onshape, but you know, it's something that, that people should understand. Uh, you know, you don't have files all over the place. You don't have files in your hard drive. You don't have files in your, you know, PDM server. They're all right here, and he's included his drawings and renderings and pictures. I mean, it's a complete package in one document, and that's just amazing. Brian, that's an awful lot of work for something that you needed for the lobby. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometimes uh, they say I go a little too far. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, it's I, I find it's fun, you know, especially I, projects like go. this, you know, where yeah. I, I'm not really, uh, you know, constrained – um, to you know, uh, you know, I deal with customer work all the time, and so sure. they set the constraints like follow this, 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 and this. And sometimes, you know, I just want to make something for myself, or you know, for the shop and everything. Just uh, pretend I'm the customer. Yeah, uh, you're you're preaching to the choir here because I'm not designing my tiny house in on shape to uh, for money. Uh, you're right; it's for fun. Right. 
so uh yeah i mean really I, and at home i just keep like when i'm working on projects like this i just sometimes i get caught up and don't see how the time's flying and my son I, didn't give me a dime for this <laughs> <laughs> My wife's hollering, uh, getting cold. Gosh, you mean he didn't even get like a world's greatest dad mug or something? <laughs> well, he thought it was very cool. He, uh, he gave me lots of appreciation, which was uh, all I needed. <laughs> that's, even, that's even better than a dime. Absolutely. <laughs> well, well, yeah, that was a, a, some yeah, great was examples good. of some great work there. That's, that's just awesome. And, and every single one of those beats my, eye, my bowl of eyeballs by 100 miles. So. <laughs> Um, good work, guys, and uh, I hope someday that I'll be at uh, that same skill level with Onshape that, that some of you folks are. So, All right, so I have some other kind of scary stuff that I'd like to share with you. We, uh, you know, we'll have a little fun with, uh, you know, with uh, Onshape versus, you know, maybe some of the older, creakier you know, uh, CAD systems that are out there, you know, so let's, let's just have a little fun. It's Halloween time. You know, there, there are things that are far more frightening than the latest Halloween monster movie. In fact, before we all go, we have to tell, we all have to share what the last scary movie we watched was, but, but, oh, you know, one, <laughs> 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 nothing. We... <laughs> all right. Let, let's talk about crashes, right? You know, every one of us has experienced a crash in a CAD system at some point in our lives. I am sure. Right. Yes. Nothing makes you wish more for decapitation than losing your work to a computer crash. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's totally possible for developers to test every possible combination of hardware and software out there. Actually, it's not possible. Right. And that's why <laughs> yeah. the problems are, are really inevitable. Right. It's uh, you can't test, you know, be software developers, good as they may be, they can't test for the trillions of configurations of drivers and graphics cards and OS and antivirus and all that. So crashes, they happen. Um, you know, they don't only make you lose your work, but, you know, it, it totally, you know, makes you go nuts. And, and you might, you know, if you had a sharp object laying around, you never know what could happen. It's a gut a gut punch, and, and you know, and the the funny thing about it, and I have you know, I have a lot of experience in this area. You can almost feel when it's coming, right? Yeah. You get that little that little glitch on the screen, and you, you quick, you take your hand off the mouse and kind of sit back, and boom, there it goes, you know. And you had and, definitely and you for the last, it. you had definitely for the last ten minutes been telling yourself, oh, I should save really soon. <laughs> I really should. I really should. But power goes out. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I didn't save. <laughs> I know. And see, and because and you know, Michael, Michael had to go because he he finally did run out of power. But you know what? The very last command that he did in Onshape before that power went out got saved automatically. Yeah. So, yeah. and that's the beauty of Onshape. You know, yeah. another another yeah. scary thing are insufferable installs, right? Uh. It's it's really not uncommon for project managers to wait forever, right, to uh, give new engineers access to CAD. You know, I've heard weeks, months, and in some cases at some companies, it's uh, not good. But, but you know, you, you, there's a lot of steps involved when you hire a new person. Right? You have to contact your reseller. You got to get a license. You got to, you know, get the, get the quote approved. Um, you know, then the IT department at your company needs to provision a computer and dedicate installation time, right? So th this kind of stuff is just wasted time. A really scary statistic that I think I 
I haven't had the nerve to come up with for myself, but like how much time in my life have I spent installing CAD software in, in my previous life before on shape? That would be the scariest thing. I mean, it would be hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours that I could have been doing something much better. <laughs> and, and, and I, you know, I, I didn't have the same kind of uh, same kind of role that you had back in, in in my CAD days, but I was the the administrator for you know just about every job that I worked at, and so I was responsible for that software installation. And you know, I used to have to come in at night and do it overnight and make sure that everybody was ready and everybody was up and running the next day. Um, you know, just got to be a hassle, like you said. Yeah. Another hassle that everybody deals with in the world of installed CAD software. It's not just uh, the popular ones, but the, you know, the, the sinister software version mismatch issue is, is really quite evil. It's, it's one of the biggest villains in, in all of the, the horror CAD scene it is yep. you can't even share with each other. If you're on 2021 and somebody else is on 2019, you know, no, no, you're not getting your information through, then you're going to have to export it as a step file or something. And, and yeah. it's not going to be able to, to work with one another. And then, you know, more files, we get more files, you get a step file. Somebody else is going to send another copy of a step file back. Then you're dealing with all that. And, and I don't need to get into this. I'm, I'm getting the heebie jeebies right now. It, it's, yeah, it's and that, and that, that, you know, it goes back to the, to the installations as well. And that's why a lot of folks hold off on installing the latest versions because they've got customers, they've got suppliers um, that aren't making that change. And, you know, so, and, and the poor designers and engineers, you know, they're, they're, they're seeing all of these great new features or, you know, features that might be something that they've been waiting for a long, long time and they can't get their hands on it because, of the installation and the, and the non-compatibility between versions. Yeah. Mike, your, your comment reminded me of, uh, <laughs> of the nightmare of, of emails with updated cat files and the new updated cat files. And then the all caps, new updated. Yeah, new. Cat files. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, you, you couldn't count on them being up to date. Yep. You're totally right. <laughs> I mean, it, it, as soon as you know, as soon as you hit file save, it's out of date. You know, I mean, if we really think about it. You know, I mean, even if you have local control of your own files, it's out of date. Yep. And, and, it, and you know, with OnShape, of course, you know, it's it's always you know you're working on the latest and greatest at all times. The worst um, I had was uh, a license file issue. I had yeah. uh, we were updating on another software and generate the license yet uh, we had a set number from the computers that have the license each license we have our number the, the the ip address or whatever yeah, the and map address. In a six instead of a nine generated the, the license couldn't load it and it took about two weeks for that to get results yeah and That's i had one shot i couldn't go like Oh wait, I forgot. Let me go back. No, it's generated. Stuff. Yep, it's done. It's in the system. Now you had to wait. Yeah, it's yeah. very unfortunate. Sorry, you had to go through that with uh, the old CAD system, the old creaky Flex LM <laughs> server-based system. It's kind of crazy. So, um, very scary learning about how to manage those uh, license management systems. I spent yeah. a lot of time on that. 
one more I'll share is the, uh, you know, uh, you know, it's the only time of year we're on shape blog editors. You know, <laughs> they, they let us use horrific puns. They let us do shows <laughs> like this. They let us have a little bit of fun. So let's take advantage of this, right? If you recall the Edgar Allan Poe classic, The Pit in the Pendulum, you will remember the seemingly doomed narrator is tied down with a swinging pendulum mounted blade about to slice him into pieces. Um, so in, instead of calling it the pit in the pendulum, we're going to call it the pit in the PDMulum. You know, that's probably the worst pun in the history of puns. But, uh, <laughs> you know, we're, we're stretching here. It's a you know, little yoga. You remember that the, the that doomed narrator about to slice him into pieces, you know, it, 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 he was scared because he... He, he was scared of PDM. You know, everybody knows the horrors of PDM, you know, checking in, checking out, you know, what happens if you forget to check in and you, you go on vacation and nobody else can get to your CAD file because it's on your computer. It, it is just a nightmare. PDM systems, it, you know, I, I'm, I'm actually, you know, PDM systems are do, you know, I'm reading a blog here, right? This is a blog that, that we uh, released last year and it says PDM systems don't actually inflict harm. Right. But. Oh, (laughs) PDM systems kind of gave me a headache and, 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 you know, I, I, there were times I wanted to punch people, (laughs) punch my computer. (laughs) It's been, uh, you know, I think they could, they could cause physical harm, definitely psychological torture. That's definitely, sure. yeah. yep. But you know, there's there's a lot of fun things that that I have in my life now. My life is much better that I've gone on shape. Really, it, it is because I don't have to think about managing the files. I don't have to think about license files. I don't. All of these things that you have to like worry about are not worries anymore, and you can have a lot more fun in your life. And it, it's really true make Halloween models. That's right. You were able to make a beautiful Halloween model. Seth was able to make a nice mask really quickly, 10 hours. (laughs) I mean, amazing. So let me bring up one more scary thing, and that is the loathsome learning curves. And I don't mean to imply that other CAD systems are hard to learn necessarily, I think what I'm saying here is that with the learning center at Onshape, it's just so much easier to do that self-paced learning. Um, You know, I've been trained on a couple of different CAD systems by live instructors. And while the instruction was good, and when I got out of the class, I was able to, you know, start to be productive. But I do remember having some some trepidation at first, um, wondering what what did I learn about that in class? There was no way to go back. And with the learning center that, that Onshape has, that was the beauty for me, is that not only was I able to go through all of the self-paced courses, but you know, as I went and started using Onshape, started working on the tiny house, uh, there were occasions where I would forget something or I would need to know something more. And the ability to go back to the learning center, go back to the specific video or the specific section uh, on those self-paced courses to find exactly what I was looking for, that was invaluable for me. Um, you know, it, it really helped me get up to speed, at least to the point where, you know, I could do what I needed to do in Onshape um, without any worries. So the learning center is huge. I agree. I agree. It's uh, 
so nice to be able to just have all your learning there. A nice thing about it too is that it keeps track of your progress, yeah. right? So yep. you can see how far along you are in, in your learning and, and pick right up where you left off. So yep. Really and it only took me three seconds when I got my certificate to post that up on LinkedIn to let everybody know <laughs> that I was certified in Onshape. That's excellent. That's yep. excellent. Well, I think it was a great show today. What do you think? I, I think so too. We saw some incredible models. We had some great guests with us. Um, I'm almost glad, you know, that we're nearing the end because I've got to get out of this costume. I am just <laughs> burning up in this thing. <laughs> I think between the tunic and the overcoat, it was maybe a little much for, uh, for my apartment. That's, you know, right around hovering around 78 degrees. And I feel like I'm at 120 inside this thing. So, um, well, I, I'm always disappointed when we get to the end of an episode, um, I'm a little less disappointed this time, but just so happy that we had everybody on Seth and Brian, uh, Michael's power finally gave out on him. Um, but he was great to have on here and the models and the feature scripts and the AR stuff was just fantastic. So thank you all for being here. We really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank Thanks for having me. Yeah. yeah.